0: You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses. And I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. With me today, I have Mark Strucheski. Um, He's a productivity expert and trainer, and he's going to be talking to us about how to be more productive, of all things, right? Um, Mark, welcome to the show.
2: I am so thrilled to be here to serve you and your audience, Sam. Thank you for having me on.
1: Absolutely. Um, So why don't you share what you have going on and what you guys do?
2: Well, what I do is I help people deal with overwhelm. Overwhelm from their to-do list, overwhelm from the number of projects they're working on, overwhelm from social media, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I really help people do. Um, Because most people in the beginning, they don't say, I want to be more productive. What people do, they say, oh, my gosh, I got so much stuff to do. I'm so stressed. <laughs> That's what they say. So even though I'm a productivity guy, I tell people I help them deal with their overwhelm. I love it. I love it. Um, so you gave us four
1: ways to increase our productivity and we'll cover those today. Um, so is this from a book or is this just your your formula that you use? Is this something that you go through and you coach people on? Tell us about that.
2: That, that This is all me. Um, I love helping people get unstuck. Mm-hmm. being overwhelmed okay so i'm on a lot of shows like yours i'm doing keynotes and i don't have like um i probably should have some kind of algorithm or not an algorithm like the the Crossick that shows you the <laughs> you know the, i i'm not fancy like that i'm a real simple yeah. man and so i just keep on uh if i was a rapper i'd be saying i'd be spitting rhymes, but i'm not a rapper so <laughs> i'm just trying to give value to people i whoever i get a chance to talk to
1: That's awesome. And you're going to do that today. Um, So four ways to increase our productivity. first one is tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. Basically planning. Um, Where do we start to make sure that doesn't happen?
2: Well, the number one thing people do when it comes to planning is they don't plan. That's Mm -hmm. number one. So we're going to assume that people listening to this conversation are somewhat know the importance of planning. Now, the thing is, people are either over-planning, in other words, they're putting way too much on their calendar, and it ain't going to happen, okay, and one of the things I would encourage people to do with their plan is allow it to breathe, okay, so for example, I operate my days as much as possible in 50-minute increments, so I'll plan my hour from like, say, 9 to 9.50, and then 9.50, my Apple Watch goes off, and that's my cue to get up, Walk around, maybe go outside with a dog, throw the ball around, go for a walk, get that blood flowing again. Okay. So I don't go from nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1. You got to allow yourself to breathe, but it's not just the 10 minute breaks. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to schedule 30 minutes to meditate in the afternoon or you're going to go for a walk. You have to put this stuff in your schedule. You got to allow your schedule to be able to constrict and dilate a prime example is if you've ever gone over a big bridge one of those huge bridges on the interstate you'll need you notice there's something would look like a zipper throughout the bridge that's so as it gets cold or gets hot or there's a lot of traffic on the bridge if it didn't have that buffer the bridge would collapse okay so when you're planning your day what i always tell people to do is first of all figure out how many hours you're going to work tomorrow so let's say you're going to work eight hours okay eight hours You already have four hours on your schedule. So eight minus four is four. So what are you going to fill that four hours with? And I'm a big proponent is you should put something on your calendar because if there's nothing there, that's a really big opportunity for you to go check out social media, watch the news, binge watch YouTube. And so if you want to be on social media, I say schedule it. If you want to watch (laughs) YouTube for 30 minutes, schedule it. If you want to do household chores. That's something else a lot of people are dealing with here during the age of COVID and working from home. You're gonna get tempted to do the dishwasher or put a load of laundry in. So put it on your schedule. And that way you can say, when you go get a drink of water, you can say, oh, the dishes, oh, wait a minute. I had this schedule at one o'clock. i get my water, go back to the office. A lot of people don't do that. So what I mean by tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went, is a lot of people, they don't put things on their schedule, they keep everything in their head. And at the end of the day, you say, okay, Sam, what'd you do today? And you're like, "Um, hmm. (laughs) Because you went from this task, then you broke off and did this task, then you went on social media, and you just like, we're so scattered. When you plan, it keeps you focused. Mm -hmm. That's why I tell people to plan.
1: Yeah, so let's say we have an eight hour day. What does the breakdown look like if we wanted to work eight hours? Um, I mean, obviously, we take breaks during that eight hours, I would assume, because then it would be maybe a 10 hour day. Um, you'd get done way later than you're, you're hoping for. So what does that look like?
2: It, it varies by the person. I always say, <laughs> okay, I believe you should work on needle moving activities, 60 to 70% of your day. Okay, 60 to 70%. So everyone who's listened to this got to say, okay, what's needle moving for me? Now, I have a podcast too. Now, I create, I conduct the interviews, and then I hand everything off to my wife. My wife is not the content creator. She loves doing all the stuff in the back end. For me, doing, creating the podcast and the images and the email, that is not needle moving. The actual interview is the interview, is the needle moving. I create videos. Again, my wife will do all the post-processing. I need to be in a place where I'm creating content, adding value to people. And so it's going to be different for a CPA or for a lawyer or for if you're, you know, any occupation, what is going to move the needle for you? And you should be doing 60 to 70 percent of your time should be spent doing that. Now, something I want to encourage people to do is, you know, a lot of people say you got to get into deep work. You know, Cal Newport wrote a great book called Deep Work but you cannot be in deep work for that long. Eventually your brain's going to look, okay, I'm tapped out. And there's yeah. no magic number. It could be 30 minutes for you. It could be three hours for you. It's not the number. It's just the fact that you, you got to realize your limitations. Okay. So you're like, okay, I don't want to push the rope. I'm not feeling it. So I'm going to take a break. I want to end this task, try, start a new one. But a lot of people, they just keep on keeping on. And meanwhile, the, the work they're doing is really not good. But they figure, well, you know, I scheduled an hour to do this task. I'm not going to stop until it's done. Well, maybe you should put it aside, do something different and come back to it when you have fresh eyes on it and finish strong.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, How long would you say is a a decent break, you know, instead of not necessarily talking about lunch, but during the day, um, excluding lunch, how long would be a healthy break?
2: For me, 10 minutes. 10 again okay, it's cool. going to be different than the Pearson so i work for 50 minutes like i alluded to earlier i work for 50 minutes then i take a 10 minute break okay. and sometimes <laughs> i may have something on my schedule and i'm like you know what i want to take the dog for a walk <laughs> uh, you know as long as it's not a client uh conversation or a podcast interview then i can move things around because if i got time i'm a real big uh proponent of personal development so if i've got something on my schedule for personal development they're not really feeling it. Maybe I need to go for a walk. I will do that instead.
0: Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit OneClickAgency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit OneClickAgency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead, Get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results.
1: Moving on to number two, uh, it's com- compartmentalized. Man, I can't say that word. So compartmentalization. You're there we go. <laughs> you know, I've said it before, but today I just can't get it out
2: for some reason. So why do we need to be doing this? Well, what compartmentalization means is that if you're gonna be on social media, that's all you do. If you're gonna be writing a blog post, that's all you do. If you're going to be creating your new course. That's all you do. What happens is we're sitting here and we're saying, okay, I'm going to create a course. i right, create a course. But on your computer, you have all the tabs open for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and your email. And, of course, as they start getting notifications, you start seeing the ones and the twos and the threes pop up. And you're like, your brain goes, ooh, <laughs> that, that's really important. So what I encourage you, like I'm a planner on paper. So when I plan my course, I shut the computer down, I get a notebook, I go someplace quiet, and I start jotting down. I have my phone, I do not disturb, and I'm just focused on that task. Compartmentalization means you do one thing. So if you want to spend 45 minutes on LinkedIn, that's all you do. You don't check your text messages, you don't check the weather, you don't check the sports app, you go on LinkedIn for 45 minutes. If you're going to write a blog post, that's all you do. You don't mm-hmm. like kind of have Facebook over here or, <laughs> or have a, blog, a podcast playing in your ear. You focus. So, compartmentalization is all about doing one thing, doing one thing very well. And you can set how long you work on it. It could be 10 minutes. It could be an hour. I don't care what it is. But all you do for that period of time is that one task. Mm-hmm. Most people I come across aren't compartmentalizers. What they do is like, well, I can do this and this and this and this. No, you can't focus on one thing.
1: Yeah. You'll have to. Um confirm this with me, but my suspicion is that's probably easier for men for this reason. So when my wife and I, uh, right before we got married, went through premarital counseling and the pastor was like, Hey, watch this video. It's funny. You'll get a few laughs out of it. And the first thing it was a comedian going through marriage, basically is what it was. And he said, men think in boxes, they take out their gaming box, they take out their business box. And then when they're done, they put it back in Mm -hmm. and it could be a nothing box, but the women, it's a ball of string that's everywhere so have you found that it's a little bit easier for men to be like in the zone as opposed to women or have you seen it for both
2: uh it's kind of gray but i i agree with that assessment um women you know you're married you get this your wife will say out of the blue so why didn't you do that the other day i'm like uh yeah
1: (laughs) What are you talking Wait, about? We're it's watching like, sports. I'm in my sports box right now.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's very good analogy because women will just like will get a thought that, Sam, you didn't take the trash out two, day, two weeks ago. And you're like, uh-huh. we're watching TV. What? And that's how <laughs> women operate. You know, yeah. love the women. But, you know, sometimes you really cause us men some grief because yeah. <laughs> we we do have boxes. And we want to know if you want to talk about what's in our box, that's great. <laughs> or at least give us some warning. Say, hey, listen, yeah. I was thinking about two weeks ago. So we can like start going for the, look for the box, okay? Right, but right. just don't spring a question at us because <laughs> we're like, we have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I've, I've been there a couple of times. But number three you have here is stop multitasking. Um, pretty tempting, especially, especially if we have a lot on our plate. Um, you know, I catch myself doing this all the time. I'll have a few tabs open, I'll jump between them. What are yep. some ways that we can just knock that out?
2: Well, let me tell you that neuroscience, okay? These are neuroscientists mm-hmm. are people way smarter than me. I don't know about you, but smarter, smarter than me. The brain can only do one thing at a time. That's been proven. So what happens is when you attempt to multitask, your efficiency for everything you work, uh, working on goes down, mm-hmm. Okay you're better off just focusing on one task and if you get bored or you're not feeling it switch to another task so what i encourage people to do is embrace single tasking we already talked about compartmentalization we already talked about planning so what i encourage you to do instead of multitasking if you want to check your text messages that's all you do we're going back to compartmentalization do one thing at a time Now, when people say, well, I'm multitasking, I'm I'm answering a text message while scrolling through LinkedIn while I'm watching a video. Yeah, but your brain is rapidly switching between everything. It's not paying attention at 100% for everything you're doing. And Mm -hmm. when people tell me, oh, I can multitask, I said, go read the science. The science has proven, brain experts, neurosciences have proven your brain cannot multitask. Mm -hmm. We think you're multitasking because you're rapidly switching but you're not multitasking. And if you, if there's a way we can measure the efficiency, if we're doing like four things at once, it would not be a hundred percent. It'd probably be like 20, 25% because yeah, your brain's yeah. going, Oh, task. A, no Pete. No, see, we're, we're, and the brain gets confused. And so don't multitask. It's not possible. Embrace single tasking.
1: I need to show this into my wife because she doesn't think that's true. She thinks I should be multitasking I, I'm just as a joke, but, um, yeah i i absolutely cannot so it's not really something you know it, it's funny because it is a struggle i feel like i need to but i'm not good at it that's a better way to put it
2: <laughs> go google is multitasking real there's a lot of research now when you go yeah. look that up make sure you're looking at articles from neuroscientists and the harvard business review don't go read like big bob's you know blog about his <laughs> opinion the yeah. facts are there i have I've got books I've read. I've read book, you know, articles in various magazines. The science is there. You can. Now, there's like a a very teeny, teeny, tiny uh, percentage of our population that can. But it's so small. We ain't one of them. OK. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just, yeah. We're not one of them. <laughs> I am 100 percent not one of them. Um, so your final point here, number four, is take care of yourself. Does this go yes. back to scheduling some time for personal development or are there some other things?
2: Oh, there is that. You have to schedule time for personal development. I'm an Apple Watch user. And so if you've got an Apple Watch, they've got this three rings on it. Good for you. Uh, so the thing is, is that you got to move every day, get yeah. exercise every day, got to stand every hour. Okay. You don't have to have an Apple Watch to do this. Are you standing up every hour? I don't care if you're on a Zoom call, stand up and jump up and down, move around. You, you, you We we have legs for a reason. I'm, I'm really afraid, Sam, that if we don't change the way we are, then our kids are going to be born without legs because, the, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: you know, God's going to go, well, you're not using them. So you don't run. need them. Yep. Yeah, I don't need them. And so you need to get moving. I mean, I tell people back in the Old Testament, Jesus, you know, or well, New Testament for Jesus, but he didn't have an Uber. He walked yeah. everywhere. Okay. And we were designed, if you go to Europe, people walk everywhere or you take the mm-hmm. train. A lot of people don't drive over there. We have to close our rings every day. So stand yeah. every hour. You need to move. You need to exercise. Now, I'm a daily runner. Maybe you take the dog for the walk. Maybe you do yoga. Maybe you swim. Maybe you mountain bike ride. Whatever the case may be, you got to move. But it's not just that, okay? What are you eating? Now, I have a problem with sugar. I am My wife and I are going to try to go sugar uh, added sugar-free. I can't say sugar-free because there's like sugar and apples. But added, yeah. no added sugar starting January 1st. And now I'm a big proponent of why wait, but I don't want to throw food away in our house. I don't yep. like throwing food away. So when this food's gone, we're going to go on a no added sugar diet. So you need to cut back on the crap you're eating. You need to drink half your weight in ounces of water, mm-hmm. water, not beer, not soda, not, not coffee wine.
1: with water in it.
2: Exactly. <laughs> our body's made up of 60% water and our blood 90% of water. Do you think water is important? Mm-hmm. Our body, when you drink water, your body doesn't have to break it down. When you drink any other beverage, your body's got to break it down. Now, the secret to drinking water, you got to find water you like. And that, for me, I have to pay more money for water. So here in Houston, in Texas, we have something called Azarka water. It's mountain spring water. It tastes really good. Fiji's another brand. If you mm-hmm. find water do. you like, you'll start drinking more of it. Okay. Because I can't drink tap water. I can't, drink, yeah. I can't drink reverse osmosis water. It doesn't have no taste to it, any taste to it. So you got to take care of yourself. You got to like, if you're an Apple person, I do know the Android people, you know, you got the health app, get a blood pressure machine. My wife and I recently got a blood pressure machine and we, you know, got it. like, $50 or $60 from Amazon, we check our blood pressure several times a day and mm-hmm. you can track it in there. Track your weight. Don't just think, like, well, I got a little, I got a little, you know, tummy there. Weigh mm-hmm. it, you know, because yeah. you know, if Peter Drucker said what you, what you measure, you can manage. Okay. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta track your weight. If you don't know what you weigh, well, how do you know if you're overweight? not It'll, catch, it'll catch up with you. <laughs> exactly. Check your blood pressure. I mean, a lot of not, we live in 2000, we've had in 2021, you know, you can literally do a lot of your self-assessment at home. Mm-hmm. Blood pressure yeah. machine, run it. up. that's, you know, it should be 120 over 80. Other than that, it's high. But if you don't check it, you don't know. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. And mm-hmm. so self-care is also mental and emotional. You know, are you watching the news all the time, which is based on fear mongering, which is literally. based on. Yep. Yeah, they want you to tune in because you say, well, if is what you eat going to cause cancer? And you're like, what? And, you know, s- details at six. And we, yep. we watch it and then they can sell more ads so they make more money. So stop watching news. Mm-hmm. I only am, I'm only only on um, LinkedIn because I didn't like the tone of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, here. and Twitter. <laughs> so I left them. So you need to find out what are you watching? Are you watching a lot of horror movies? Are you watching like Dateline and 48 Hours and talking about murders all the time? That stuff goes in your brain and it affects your your mindset, which affects your productivity. So be very careful what you're eating, what you're consuming. It really makes a difference.
1: Yeah. That's so, so interesting. Um, Especially number four, it it all is a domino effect. It trickles down from the top. Um, So Mark, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Why don't you share where we can find out more about you um, and what you guys are offering?
2: Well, you keep saying you guys. Thank you for saying you guys. My parents will my my wife will be very, very happy to hear <laughs> it's I a her. it's a team. Yeah, it's a team. It's a team. Um, so MrProductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, Mr. There you can find out about my free newsletter, which is called the Mark Chacheski Insider. You can find out about my podcast, which is called the Mark Jesky Podcast, and you can find out about a program I'm really excited about, my Digital Productivity Coaching Program. It's a monthly coaching program where it's all done on an app, it's all done you know, on the go, and it also gives you a live coaching call, group coaching call once a month, and an online community. I really want to help people become better versions of themselves, so if you want any information about me or get in contact with me, just go to mrproductivity.com.
1: Great, man. Well, thank you so much, Mark. It's been good having you here today. Thank
2: you.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.